0: Welcome to Doggy Dish, where two of L.A.'s best dog trainers serve up a hearty helping of dog topics. At the end of this podcast, we'll provide information on how to contact our trainers. And now, here they are. Hi, Hi.
1: this is Kim with Ain't Misbehaving Canine. And this is Laura Burheny from Animal Attraction Unlimited. I took the lead. I surprised you that <laughs> Yeah, <one>. you did. <laughs> Today, we're going to talk about
2: boredom and enrichment. Okay. I'm bored right now. What should I do? (laughs) Can't help you. Only only work with dogs, sorry to tell you. You're bored right now? No. Oh, my God. Okay. Well, one of the problems that people have with their dogs, I think, is that they bring their dogs home and they're going to have a latchkey dog. Mm -hmm. They're going to be at work for a period of... yeah. I mean, we live in that world. Most people have to work. And so they can't be home 24-7 with their dogs. And so they bring their dogs home, and they leave them at home, and they maybe put them in a a great big yard, Mm -hmm. and they give them toys, and they think that the dog is just going to keep himself company all day, and he's going to be amused. He's going to run run around the yard and have so much fun. Right. And unfortunately, uh, dogs are social... Fortunately, Not unfortunately. Dogs are social creatures. Right. And they like to be in the company of others. And so it is very difficult for a dog to spend so many hours a day by himself, unless it's a very low-energy dog that basically is going to sleep. There are dogs like that. There are dogs that you can get that basically will just sleep for the whole time you're gone. Right. And they don't have a tremendous amount of energy, and they don't care, you know, if they... when you come home, a little bit of attention is plenty for them because they're not that active. They don't have that high an activity level, naturally.
1: Right, or they're older dogs. Or I mean, most young puppies and adolescent dogs will prefer to be active and do stuff. Yeah, and they fall victim to boredom.
2: And when they get
1: bored, they find things to do. And most of the time, it's not things that we would prefer (laughs) that they do. Many times, it's the things that we call bad behavior <laughs> right right i always tell my clients that you know if you don't give the dog something to do if you don't make that energy go where you want it to they're going to come up with their own games right and chances are their games are not going to be a game you would choose or that you would approve of uh, exactly and a lot of times that will manifest in excessive barking or destructive behaviors digging digging chewing you know, I don't know how many phone calls you've gotten, but I have a lot of phone calls from people where they have a five-, six-month-old dog that gets left out in the yard all day, and they wonder why now their nice patio furniture is destroyed, all the pillows are, you know, shredded, and their sprinkler heads are gone, missing. Chewed oh, yes. Up. Sprink- the wires yes. from the sprinklers, all of that. Pulling and up sprinkler heads is a way fun, yeah, apparently a way fun activity. Yeah, yeah, and they can't figure out why the dog is playing with those things instead of all the toys that have been on the ground for 24 hours a day for the last three months.
2: Exactly. Or or a dog that's indoors, that mm-hmm. becomes destructive, that chews up all their furniture, or um, you know, tries to get through. I went to, one time years ago, I went to an appointment where the girl had two dogs that she left in the apartment for a very long period during the day, and these dogs had actually... Bore holes through the wall. Oh my God. In her house. It was, I can understand why apartment buildings are hesitant to rent, rent to people with dogs when I right. saw this because honestly, I don't know what they were going to do when this woman moved out. It was really horrendous. But the bottom line is if you assume that it is your responsibility to make sure that your dog doesn't fall victim to boredom, you can avoid a lot of these behaviors. Yeah. And the way to do that is through enrichment. Right. And being proactive. Back to proactive. It always yes. goes back to proactive. Yes, it does. I'm telling you, testing versus training and proactive or preemptive training. Those are my two Those piggies. are the only two you need to listen to. You don't need to listen to the rest of this one. <laughs> well, you one, do or... need to listen to them, yeah, actually. Okay, sorry. Because they really are. Strike that. They do play into a lot of this.
1: But there are a lot of ways to add enrichment to your dog's life mm-hmm. if your dog is home alone. One of my favorite ways, if you have a yard is to, instead of having your dog eat his breakfast out of a bowl, you take the bowl of food and you throw it out in the yard. Not the bowl, the kibble. All of the kibble, every single piece of kibble goes out in the grass.
2: By the way, I don't know if it's picking up on this, Podcasts, but my dog right now is actually involved in enrichment. Yes. She's been sitting in this room while we record these podcasts, and Laura brought a toy out, and she is happily playing with the toy. Yes, she's throwing this rope around. It's hitting everything. Yeah, she's showing off to us. So when you hear the boom-booms, it's just my dog. She's We're actually being we're proactive. T- w- that's right. We're walking the walk on this one. <laughs> We've provided enrichment. But um, another – thing to consider when it comes to enrichment for your dog is if you have to get, leave your dog home for hours during the day maybe that's a good time to consider getting a dog walker. Yeah. Somebody to come in and break up that time. Mm-hmm. I have a very good friend who comes home at
1: lunch and spends some time with her dogs. Yeah. It's not a huge amount of time but it breaks up the day. Yeah. And it, and it helps check in on them to make sure that they're not getting too bored and trying to make up games on their own. Well she hasn't
2: had any destruction.
1: Right. You know, because of being
2: proactive about enrichment activities. So a dog walker would be a possibility.
1: Um,
2: doggy daycare. Doggy daycare is one, too. So not an inexpensive
1: possibility, but yeah. let me tell you, it is. it can be really helpful. Right. Or I even know people who, like, their parents live close by.
0: Mm-hmm. And
1: whether the parents have a dog or not, they can take the dog and drop it off where somebody is there during the day to keep the dog busy. Right. Uh, my friend that... Comes home at lunch usually once or twice a
2: week. The dogs come to my house to play mm-hmm. while she's at work because yeah. I'm home a lot more, yeah. And um, it's really nice for them, they get a little bit of time, they get some playtime. That's you know only a couple of days, maybe one day in a seven day week, but mm-hmm. it's still time that it's, they
1: get that I'm sure that breaks up their week for them, right? And so, even like with a dog walk or doggy daycare, if because it does get expensive, even one time a week or a couple times a month is it, something. It doesn't have to be an everyday thing. Right. And but most
2: people can, you know, get it done once a week maybe. Yeah. The other thing I think that plays
1: a very large role in enrichment is training. Mm-hmm. Working with your dog. Yeah, and if you're going to be gone all day, if you can, you know, take 15, 20 minutes in the morning and, and work your dog and work their brain, not just physically. I mean, taking them for a walk is one thing, but that doesn't tire them out anywhere near as much as working their brain does. Asking things of them. That's right. right.
2: Teaching them about behaviors and then asking them to perform those behaviors tires
1: them out. Right. Just I mean, like going to work or going to school does for people. Right. I have, I've always said what's more exhausting, an hour on the treadmill or an hour of calculus? Or physics. I actually had somebody tell me that the calculus would be easy. You know, I think
2: if I think about those things, they're exhausting to me. <laughs> I yeah. don't even have to do them. That just, just even the word the is, is, I feel a little drowsy. Calculate what? As oh. we speak, yes. <laughs> so um, training your dog can do a lot, can go a long way if you get your dog involved in a training class. Mm-hmm. Or you do just teaching them tricks. Right. Just involve them in learning tricks. Or agility. Is great. Yeah. You know, that's yeah. my personal preference. But still agility is great if you get yeah. your dog involved in agility because it gives them some time that is devoted to them. Right. Or
1: you're devoted to them. And locally here there's a there's a company that does fitness for you and your dog. So you're exercising and the dog is exercising at the same time. Which would be a great class. Yeah. Yeah you know um you had mentioned earlier
2: something about hide and
1: seek which i think is a great idea yeah so like let's say you don't have a yard or you don't want your dog out in the yard when you're when you're gone during the day so you can't throw the dog's kibble what you can do is you can take the kibble and put it in a food container like a molecule ball or a kong toy or something or multiple of those and hide those so not only does the dog have to work to get the food out but now, now they have to go find the items to get the food out. Well, and actually,
2: you could play a version of that game by, um, what I tell people to do anyway, is pick up their toys. Don't leave their toys down with them all the time. Mm-hmm. So, let's say your dog has, oh, I don't know, 15 million toys. You don't, <laughs> <laughs> you don't leave those down. You pick them up every night, and mm-hmm. then you put new ones down, and you could ha- actually hide those toys. Mm-hmm for your dog take five minutes to hide
1: those toys for your dog so that your right. dog would then have to spend the day looking for them right and you it's funny because you wouldn't think because it's not food that the dog is going to find it just on the smell of the toy they will oh yeah and when they get the idea
2: behind the game it'll be something they look forward to oh yeah that would be fun for them because using their noses and trying to find things would be fun as long as you don't hide them so that they have to become destructive, like moving furniture
1: out on the way. I wouldn't put yeah. it
2: behind furniture. Yeah. I wouldn't put Or it. digging
1: behind some pillows.
2: Right. I wouldn't put it in a situation like that, but I would put it somewhere where they actually had to go and use their nose to find it. Right. And that could be a really good game for a dog.
1: And you could do the same thing out in the yard. So, like, let's say you're, you don't have grass to throw the kibble in or you don't want to throw the kibble in the grass for one reason or another. You can, again, take the food, hide it in something and hide those things out in the yard. So now the dog, and if you keep the number the same, then the dog has a pretty good idea of how many he has to go out and find each day. I think so too. I think that would be the big deal is if you didn't vary the number tremendously so that it was pretty uniform. Right, and you know, I've had people ask me as far as the throwing the food in the grass, if you have multiple dogs, I've never had a problem. Even if if a dog, if dogs normally would resource guard from each other eating out of a bowl, if you throw the kibble out in the grass, I've never had a problem with dogs fighting over thrown kibble out in the grass because there's not enough of it in one location to guard. Right. It's really a, a matter of
2: it's foraging. Uh, foraging, it's, right. This
1: one's mine. I got it, and now there's nothing else to guard. Because
2: toys are typically more fun I think people take toys and they just throw them out in the yard. Mm -hmm. And toys are typically more fun when the dog has someone to play with. Yeah. I mean, the dog might play with the toy for a very short period of time. That's why the idea of hiding something like that is a Mm -hmm. good idea because it's really the seeking more than the playing with the toy. Yeah. They might even play with the toy for a few minutes after they get it, but in the end it's the looking. The looking is the important part of that. And using their nose to find it is
1: mentally exhausting. Exactly. It's work. It takes them having to work a little bit. Gosh darn it, our dogs don't have enough jobs to do. <laughs>
2: well, you know, uh, Kong makes something called a Kong time, mm-hmm. which is a dispenser that you put several Kongs in. You mm-hmm. stuff the Kongs and you put them in this dispenser. And then what a I've done before... Or something, right? Yes. And I've put it up high before so that when it would throw the Kong out, it would throw it down to the ground. Mm-hmm. Then they come out every... However often I think you can do it every two hours or whatever. that's a really good idea too. It mm-hmm. doesn't have to be stuffed with a ton of stuff just so that it's right. a surprise. It's something that happens that's a
1: surprise yeah. that they're looking forward to. There's also one where you freeze the Kong toys and some other stuff inside of a big piece of ice. you it's like a I forgot what it's called, but it's on a stand and you freeze this that th- you freeze this bucket full of water obviously mm-hmm. and there are kong toys you know stuffed kong toys in it and other food items like carrots or whatever mm-hmm. and you freeze that and then you take it out and you turn it upside down on the stand so that the dog licks through the ice and then as he gets through or as the ice melts then he can pull the items out of the ice
2: the practical part of me has to ask how big does your freezer have to be to freeze that thing <laughs>
1: <laughs> and how long does that you know, take? have got I've got a huge freezer, so it never occurred to me. I don't have one, otherwise I would know the name of it.
2: Right. I've never heard of that, but it would be worth looking into. The other thing that you can do is you can get toys that you can record your voice into. And while I think that that only is interesting if you bring it out every once in a while, mm-hmm. if you only brought that out like once a week,
1: mm-hmm. it could be,
2: that would be like a, bit of a bonanza when they found that
1: right but what what happens if you come home and the toy with your voice in it is absolutely destroyed what kind of how do you how do you take that <laughs> With laughter. <laughs> <You> with laughter. <laughs> <laughs> okay. You take That's not much. like he hates me and he's tired of me <laughs> nagging at him, so he's so he's killing no, me.
2: They love it. I mean, I've gotten those toys. I had those toys when the puppies were little, and okay. they love it. It's really fun for them. I think that it gets old if you have it out all the time. Yeah. But if you bring it out once in a while, it's a, it's kind of a big deal.
1: Yeah. You know, I used to, before they came out with those, not that I have one now because I didn't know about them, but when I used to work long hours, mm-hmm. I would call the house and talk to the dogs on the answering machine.
2: Yeah. I can understand that. I can definitely understand that. I think that anything that you do that you think about that is about enrichment, that's about causing the dog to think, causing the dog to have something to do that is not destructive. Mm -hmm. I mean, basically, that's what you're doing. You're filling their time. Most people would not just, you know, leave their children at home Mm -hmm. and not give them anything to do and expect them to stay out of trouble. But I think with our dogs, we do that. I think that, you know, people get dogs, and they just assume the dog is going to be okay. Mm -hmm. And they leave the dog home for a lot of hours, which, listen, like I said, it's the world we live in. You know, practicality says we have to work. But the bottom line is, if you have to leave your dog home for hours, then you just have to make the time and think, think it through to figure out, what am I going to do to tire this dog out, to amuse this dog? To create a situation where this dog doesn't just sit around going,
1: well, what am I going to do today? Right. And, again, going real quickly back to the food, there are other types of, of food dispensing toys, like Buster Cube or Molecule Balls that you put their kibble in, and they have to roll it around in order to get the food out. Some mm-hmm. of them are easier than others, so if you have a dog that gives up very easily, then you would want to go towards the easier one. But if you have other dogs, it'll do anything. Right. Like Sammy... For instance, he couldn't get anything out of a Kong toy within five minutes. Right. So what I did for him was I took a Kong toy, stuffed it, put it in a sock, tied a knot in the end of the sock, and then put it into an empty Quaker Oats container with a lid on it.
2: Right. That's a good idea. Well, um, my dogs, you know, not all of them. But the the bullies, they tend to have really strong jaws, and they mm-hmm. tend to get pretty destructive on things. Right. So when I'm going to leave them home with something, a lot of times I will leave them with something that's been frozen, because mm-hmm. it slows them down. Yeah. I tend to use a lot of marrow bones, mm-hmm. because my dogs don't have to stay home as much by themselves, and because they have company. Right. They have each other but still if i know that i'm going to be gone for a period of time and i think there's going to maybe they've been shut in like mm-hmm. around the time when it when it rains a lot yeah and they've not really had very much activity and i know they're going to be a little, going a little stir crazy right i will take um, big marrow bones big ones that they, i know they can't swallow yeah and i'll freeze them mhm and i'll give those to them and those take a while yeah it takes a while to dig that stuff out of there and especially when it's frozen that's why you freeze it because it makes it last longer Yeah. The other thing that you can do is, for enrichment activities, is it doesn't necessarily have to be while you're gone that you create enrichment. Sometimes it's about what you do when you're home that makes a difference.
1: And when you're home and you see your dog doing what it is you want him to do, you pay attention to it, which makes him more likely to do it when you're not there. Right. But I
2: also think that the key is if you have a dog that is happy and his needs have been met, he's less likely to be destructive. Right. So get up in the morning, take them out for a walk, train them, work with them. Right. Swimming dogs. Swimming really exhausts them. Yes, it really does. It really tires them out. And now more and more here in California where we're at, there are places where you can take your dogs for recreational swimming.
1: Mm -hmm.
2: And that's great because, honestly, just one time of recreational swimming in a week Mm -hmm. really does a lot to help drain out some of that energy. Oh, yeah. Pull out some of that energy. And it also, it doesn't just tire them out, by the way, physically. That tires them out mentally, too. Yeah. Because there is a
1: part of them that is,
2: you know, staying afloat.
1: Yeah. They have to think about surviving. It's different than chasing a toy or different than being attached to your bicycle and just running. It's not what they do. running without their brain turned on. They're land animals. So, yeah. So, it's not like it's something that's real second nature to them. So, it is
2: something that they have to think about.
1: If you have a, a dog that's a, that's a dog by himself, and, like, let's say he likes to play tug-of-war because you were talking about a lot of dogs won't play by themselves mm-hmm. uh, because it's kind of boring. I mean, very few dogs will take a toy and throw it up in the air and then chase it. Except flirt here <laughs> in the... Yeah, and, I, and, I, and I've had a couple of dogs that will do that, too. Right. But for the most part, no, a dog, if there's nothing to do with the toy, no way to get the dog the toy to interact with them, but what you can do is you can take, like, a... Kong toy, they have the Kongs on the ropes and you can tie it to a fence or something and put put the peanut butter in it so it ends up hanging and then that way the dog can't lie down and just get the stuff out of the Kong toy. Oh, that's using a really
2: good idea, make it difficult you. to access.
1: Right, and so because most of the time the dog will take the, the Kong toy and access. just wrap his little feet around it and hold it in one spot. Right. But because if it's hanging, he can't do that. So now he has to kind of chase it around kind of yeah. like uh not bobbing sort of like bobbing for apples but it you is know facing like the other direction you know yeah. they're facing up instead of facing down and then the dog might start playing a little game of tug of war also to try to get the kong toy off of the off of the fence or whatever you have it attached to. That's a
2: really good idea. And I think the most important part of enrichment is if you're going to use enrichment, don't pick one thing and just do
1: that one thing. Forever and ever because then it becomes boring.
2: That's right. That's the reason I think that dogs don't play with their toys because they're down all the time. Right. It's like when you were a little kid and you would go in your closet and you would find some toy that you had long ago decided was no longer interesting to you but yeah. you haven't seen it for a really long time and you get out of your closet and you go oh my goodness this was so much fun yeah. I want to play with this again and it became interesting <laughs> again that's that's the premise that's the yeah. idea so it with toys I think the important thing is just to make sure that you keep them fresh by not keeping them down all the time by yeah. rotating them by making sure that whatever it is that you give them is not something that they've seen every day for the last 7 days because then that becomes dull
1: right <laughs> and even even rearranging things in the backyard
2: mm-hmm.
1: not having like you know when we were when we were younger we had a big giant cement tube that was maybe probably four feet wide, but, you know, when you're little it's she giant. lived in a construction yeah. zone. <laughs> I did, I did. But, you know, we used to stand on it Apparently. and walk. <laughs> we used to stand on it and walk and roll it like like yeah. a log roll we would roll it across the yard. So if you have something, like even the people who buy those plastic um, kids play areas. You mm-hmm. see them a lot of doggy daycares mm-hmm. that have the little slide and stuff for the dogs to play on. Mm-hmm. Don't just let it sit in one spot. Move and most around. of yeah, move it around. And most of those have a couple different sections, so change it up. Yeah. Take it apart, put it back together, so it looks different.
2: And that's a good place to hide your toys, by the yeah. way. Yeah, that's a good place to
1: hide little surprises for the dog to mm-hmm.
2: find. It makes when we're talking about this, and as I'm listening to us talk, I'm thinking that it makes it sound like this is really time-consuming. But with a little bit of planning, this does not have to take a ton of time. And in the end, you know, if you take 15 minutes a day to do enrichment or to do whatever you have to do for your dog's eight hours or nine hours that he spends alone, that's not a lot to ask. Yeah. That's really not a lot to ask. And it is a heck of a lot better than coming home and spending the three hours it takes to clean up your yard. (laughs) Right.
1: And also, you know, there's a... um, there's a woman in, I believe it's Sweden, who, her name is Nina Odison and she has these great in dog intelligence toys, mm-hmm. and they're puzzles. Mm-hmm. And now they're available more readily here in the United States. And she has all these different kinds that y- your dog has to figure out how to use. There's one called a dog brick that has all these little t- compartments, mm-hmm. and you have to slide the cover over the compartment, and the dog has to either use their nose or their paws to open up each compartment to get to get the food out. Mm-hmm. Some of them are adult supervision only because otherwise the dog can chew up a little bit, not little, be, little pieces of it, but there's one in particular I'm looking at, I mean I'm thinking of. Um, and then there's some of them that are, you know, that you can leave with the dog.
2: Even if you couldn't leave it with the dog, though, having the dog do something like that that tires him out mentally is part of the,
1: challenge here right so you give him that in the morning for his breakfast while you're getting ready for for work and then again he's tired by the time you go to work
2: right a big part of it is just making sure that you give the dog something to think about on a regular basis Mm
1: -hmm.
2: again i have a friend and i've just got to mention her because i'm really proud of the fact that she has two of my puppies she gets up in the morning she takes those dogs out and she takes them to the park and they do some running around the park. And she does some training. Mm-hmm. She doesn't just run. She throws the ball for them for a little bit. Then she trains with them a little bit. Mm-hmm. Brings them home. Leaves them home. Comes home at lunch. Doesn't have to do it every day. Yeah. But comes home at lunch. And, you know, she's actually had a little bit of a barking problem because of an unrelated issue. but um, And so she's had to keep them confined to a smaller area and then come home at lunch and let them out for the second part of the day. Um, and then when she comes home, she takes some time and does something with them. And she's really careful not to just make it about play. It can be about play, but it also needs to be about working, about something that is going to tire that d- those dogs out mentally. Yeah. And those are the same dogs that come a couple of days a week. And I have to say, you know what? She raised two Australian high, high-energy Australian shepherds, really high energy, really um, these are dogs that are from agility and herding lines. So these are dogs that were bred to work. Two of them in her house together, Mm-hmm. And no destruction right which is amazing it really is it really is because they just turned a year very yeah. recently so good job for Kim's friend Dana'll <laughs> just say her name yeah my friend Dana it's it really is a great job and honestly I, you know that's a success story so the bottom line is remember that boredom is something that happens to your dog and there are lots of times as trainers that we get called out to people's houses to deal with a dog that is a problem or being bad and the truth is the dog is sad and bored yeah yes there are behavior problems without question many many behavior problems that we address but when you have a dog that spends hours a day by himself without anything to do that isn't something for us to go in and fix the dog that's something for
1: us to go in and help you fix the situation for the for the dog right my very first dog I always knew when When he wasn't getting enough exercise, Mm -hmm. when basically I wasn't throwing his squeaky toy enough for him, you know, because he had a great retrieve on him, was because I'd wake up in the morning, there would be the Grand Canyon in the backyard. Yeah. Or I'd look out the window and he'd be digging, you know, eight inch wide, six inch deep hole all the way across the yard. Right. And then if you took a look at what you had been doing
2: lately, you'd realize. I was realize,
1: busy. Yeah. I was busy. I didn't have time to throw his toy for
2: him. Yeah. And you know what? That's a lame excuse. <laughs> I'm sorry to say. Again, oh, I know I me feel you. so bad. I, you know what? I don't want to antagonize people. But the truth is, that's a lame excuse. And sometimes as a trainer, I get tired of hearing that. It's like, I understand that you're busy. I'm busy too. But the bottom line is, when you got a dog, you kind of made an agreement. Yeah and the agreement was to create as much of a life for that dog as possible that's it's not dogs don't just come to us to be our companions right. you know we owe something to them too yeah. and in the end with a little bit of ingenuity and creativity you can come up with things that will create a good life for your dog and still you get your needs met you still get to go to work you still get to have your you know your personal life right but you don't
1: do it at the expense of your dog's well-being Right, because Mental, we made a commitment. When we get when we get them, we make a commitment to them.
2: Right, and I know it sounds preachy, but honestly, as trainers, I think that any trainer that listens to this can relate. There are times, there are lots of people that don't do this, but there are times when you go work with people when you just want to say, look, you know, I didn't get this dog, you did.
1: Yeah. And th- the thing is, he needs something. Yeah, he's not a ficus that just sits in the corner. Yeah. And you look at it, and he's pretty.
2: He's not trying to make trouble for you. He's just being the best dog he can be, but he has needs. Yeah. So, And, and by the way, the ficus has needs, too. They're just different needs. Yeah. But maybe that was a better thing they're for you. are not going to be destructive if you Yeah, gone. Yeah. <laughs> maybe Or goldfish. Goldfish is a really good you know, choice for people who don't want to take the time to do these things. Yeah. Anyway, that gives you a few ideas. We're not trying to judge you. We're just sort of throwing some ideas out there um, to help people keep
1: their dogs happy and busy happy. and to keep you guys happy and busy too because if your dog is destructive you're not very happy you got that right yeah that's the bottom line you
2: know that's what's in it for you all right
1: well this is kim from Eight misbehaving canine and laura from animal attraction unlimited thank, thank you, you
2: for be- joining us today thanks bye <laughs> bye i got you again
0: You have been listening to Doggy Dish, a podcast series about dog training and other related issues. To suggest a topic for a future segment, please email us at dogdishtopics at yahoo.com. To learn more about our featured trainers, or if you're interested in training for your own dog and you live in the Los Angeles area, you may contact Laura or Kim directly. To speak with Laura, call 818-800-4818 or visit her website, at www.petdogtrainer.com. To speak with Kim, call 818-890-1133 or visit her website at www.beagooddog.com. Thank you for listening.